The 49ers are making moves, and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have some great news to talk about right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. I got my great friend, John Chapman. My other brother is supposed to be stopping in, and I'm hoping he does. Yes, I said brother because I talk like that. My other brother should be stopping in as well. We're going to get down to it right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Stick around. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold, but I got the Niners on my back, you know. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Wayne Breezy and the one and only John Chapman. Dude, this is awesome. This is this is a great day. This is a great it's, day, Wade. It's a great day. It's it's a great oh. day. It's a it's a great deal. Uh, we have exciting news to talk about. Uh, everybody that's in here, shout out to the breezy bunch that's out there. Shout out to John. You guys came up that you you. So, I love it, man. That's just clean. It. It's so yeah, clean. Man. It's it's clean. Shout out to my man Jerome from the Breezy Bunch. He's definitely in the building. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'm excited uh, to talk about what we need to get to. We have the quarterback situation. I don't know if you want to call it a situation, but it's still like a situation. But the good thing is competition is going to be great. Uh, the six, well, you know what? Let's get right down to it, John. Let's not even waste any time. Breaking news or great news or not really new yes, news. Yes, both. Uh, Update news, however you want to look at it, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, all right, had an ex- a successful surgery. It went it went down very successful today, all right, according to Mike Garofalo. Before I get John's take on it, he has some stuff he wants to talk about when it comes to this, but here it is right here. It was the anticipated UCL repair with an internal brace. This is what they kept saying that it was going to be. They were also alluding to that Tommy John a little bit, which would have took the 12 months, uh, you know, recovery and all that time, the full season. The expectation is Purdy will begin throwing in three months and build up his strength from there. So this is great news, exciting news, updated news, whatever type breaking news, whatever type of news you want to talk about. John, I need to get your take, your thoughts on this particular news. You know, verbiage is just so important. There were three words that were going to determine this. Repair, hybrid, replace. And you got the best of the words. Repair. That's exactly what it is, which is a six-month. Hybrid would have been half replace, half repair, whatever. And then that would have been, you know, nine months. And then the replace would have been 12. That's Tommy John. So the best situation possible. Now, anytime there is medical surgery or whatever – Healing can go at different time frames. Six months is just kind of the average that 
there is for this surgery. Now, the good news is Brock Purdy's 23. That dude's he young. He mm-hmm. young. So that makes a difference with all these things. But now the timeline turns to you got three months, six months. Okay. Three months he can start throwing. Now, not throwing a football. Three months you start the throwing motion, right? And so you usually start with like golf balls and like little nerf balls and tennis balls, then baseballs, then softballs. And you just keep working your way up until you get to the actual football. Six months is whenever he can resume practice if everything's on schedule. So let's put some dates, some concrete dates to those. I went and counted all my Fridays. It's Friday, right? Mm -hmm. The first week of June, he should be able to start that throwing motion and, you know, physical therapy. First week of June, guys. First week of June. Not a football. Remember, building up from there. And so whenever he can handle that without swelling and all that stuff, then you go to the next size, next heavier, whatever. Now, if he follows the six-month time frame, the fourth week of August is whenever he should be able to resume practicing, which is probably going to be that kind of second to third preseason game. Uh, right around that area guys second to third preseason game that's around the fourth week of august all right so pay attention to what john is saying june august 25th should be that day that's the target day if you want to circle that on your calendar august 25th okay and now again you got to understand a couple things i think play into this number one the new schedule when they added the 17th game they added another bye week before the season so it is quite possible that Brock Purdy could be, this is best case scenario, ladies and gentlemen, so understand, yeah, yeah, take this with a grain of salt, lots of things could happen before now, but he could have two and a half to three weeks full practice before the season opener. So that's that's key. Huge. That is very that's, important. That's, that's huge though, John, because I think a lot of us were thinking, like, dang, is he going to be able to be cleared for practice? Now, this is also without any setbacks, guys. So we're talking zero setbacks. We're not saying that there will be any setbacks. We're just talking zero setbacks. If everything goes according to the plan, this is how it should kind of like pan out date wise, things like that. So if he is able to fully, if he's cleared for practice around the times that John is spinning, that would be great because now he's getting the reps. Now, the question to me, to you, John, is. Will at practice, will he be quarterback one? Would he be quarterback two? And then after you answer that, part B is going to be, does it even matter? Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of our frustration, uh, Wayne, and a lot of the frustration that comes across just through DMs and emails, is like everybody's been talking about like, oh, trade, get a quarterback, all this stuff. And we kept saying like, time out, bro, time out. You can't do anything until after the surgery. You can't do anything. Correct. So now we're at that point, okay? And now you have, it's no longer hypotheticals, it's timelines and kind of expectations. So now those conversations can be had. Now, again, I think that the best case and what the 49ers want and what everybody wants is they want to see what Trey can do. And you got Brock and you don't have to rush him back. You got to see what Trey can do. And so you have the luxury of having a 22 and a 23-year-old quarterback. Don't rush Brock Purdy back if it's not necessary, right? Both these quarterbacks are playing this year. I I don't give a damn if Brock Purdy wins the starting job week one. Trey Lance is going to play some. I don't care if Trey Lance wins week one. Brock Purdy's going to play some. It's just the way of the 49ers world, sadly. I like that. We got a couple of comments I want to put up here. Here's here, these are these are from the Breezy's bunch, right? So Jedi says 
all the pitchers come back stronger. But he didn't have Tommy John's surgery, though. Yes, correct. Shrug. So that's something to pay attention to. He didn't have Tommy John surgery. He had a UCL repair mm-hmm. surgery. So you know, Tommy John is the full reconstructive. They have to repair, the, uh, re- reconstruct the ligament using whatever they need to use to build it up and make it strong again. Uh, and that's that. But this is more of, you know. Yeah, and and I'll say this. Just because his arm is going to be stabilized for three months doesn't mean he can't work out. You can still do all the trunk exercises. You can do squats. You could do basically anything just without your arm. You just can't throw. Just can't throw. So you could strengthen those obliques, you know, do that Dak twist and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like this cat's just sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, he will be working on lots of different things that perhaps he's never put the strength on. Do I expect his throwing power to increase? Probably not. But can he get stronger in his core to get more torque in his throwing motion? For sure he can. Um, but I do not expect uh, Rowan Gardner. I had tweeted out the gif of rookie of the year, right? <laughs> rookie of the, the year, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't yeah. expect that. I don't expect that. We got a super chat contribution, oh. John, from the one and only, the vivacious Miss Peachy Brown, the first lady of Nitty Gritty Niners talk. She says, salute to my favorite guys, Wayne and John. Great news about Brock Purdy. So, so happy for him. Need everybody to join the all-new Wayne Breezy Discord. It's fire. Free agency is going to be bananas. Take six. Breezy this. Breezy that. Listen, the Discord is in the link of the description, all right? If you want to join the Discord. I mean, I started it like late last night, John, and that junk is firecracking, popping, bro. And then we're talking about... 49ers, basketball, food, who can cook this, how you work out. Like, I'm just like, damn, this is a release for me. I needed that, you know, and it's a great community, great people. I call them family. Make sure you join the Discord. Also, if you're just jumping in, make sure you hit that like button, all right? And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And I will also put the 49ers rush link in the description of the show. So you could jump on over and subscribe to John's channel as well. We want to show him all the love, not somebody love. I have part B to the question. So let me just scaffold it maybe a little or different differentiated that's the correct word a little bit because it was like who was going to be quarterback one and i see some of the people in the chat are saying oh brock purdy's quarterback one what i was asking though is when he's cleared to practice who will be taking the reps with the first group and the second group i wanted to make sure i made that clear john I think it's 100% up to Trey Lance, right? We have seen with this coaching staff in particular that you can lose your job because of injuries. You like We have seen that over and over and over again, whether that's Jimmy Ward or like it doesn't matter. If you get injured and somebody steps up, they could take your job. Now, also what's important, this was Trey Lance's job to start with, right? He was the quarterback one last year. He got injured. Jimmy came in. He got injured. Brock came in, and Brock killed it. And that's why I'm so excited. I understand why everybody wants Brock or Trey. You got to delete that from your vocabulary. That is just – that is a pathway to not enjoying football uh, as a 49ers fan. Like, that's just the reality. Okay. And so – 
embrace both. Best man should win. So who's going to be the quarterback one for week one or whatever? That's up to Trey Lance and nobody else. If Trey Lance comes out and plays to what he is capable of consistently with CMC, he's never taken a snap with CMC, guys. Never. 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 Ever. Ever. And in the games that he did start this last year, he didn't even have George Kittle. And so, like, and the offensive line was wasn't, a mess. it was, it was a mess. It, they were, they were trying to build the continuity. It is going to be the same way this year again, because there's new pieces. We'll, we'll get down to that later on on the show. But I mean, that was also a part in it. People don't want to, you know, talk about it. By the time Brock got in, the offense was moving like a well-oiled machine. The offensive yeah, line. And- and whoever the number one quarterback is going to be, the 49ers are in such a better position today than they were yesterday. And that's like, di- like, it's awesome. Like, the 49ers are going to be good for a very long time. They're insulated as much as you can be in the NFL, having two quarterbacks that you like and or trust. And again, like, both these guys, I think they have 11 starts between them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Uh, it's up to Trey Lance. We said that a long time ago at the beginning of the offseason, at the beginning, the end of the season, excuse me, that Trey Lance is going to have to go out there and it's up to him. It's up to him to lose the job. Okay. Right. So it's up to Trey. He has to come in, number one, healthy. And 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 we got some comments out there. Jerome is saying that somebody shout out to the Breezy's bunch. Jerome is saying that somebody might get traded. We're not going to touch this right now. But John, just real quick, th- this could be somewhat of a possibility, right? You don't have to go into it, but it could be. No, here's what I would say. Okay, so if the front office says, "Man, we're a hundred percent sure Brock Purdy's going to be ready by the." you know, two weeks before the season. Yeah. Okay, cool. Go with that. It, I just can't understand that being, if you put the context of the quarterback situation for the 49ers and all the injuries over the past 10 years, how in the world could you be comfortable going into a season with just Brock Purdy and not Trey Lance? I just don't understand that. You add into that, what is somebody willing to pay for Trey Lance? That's a whole nother complicated That's issue. That's a whole nother, co- yeah. And, so, and what I keep saying is just like, again, time out, guys. You have both of these guys under contract for multiple years. If you are dead set, if you're one of those people that just can't stand Trey Lance and whatever else, that's cool. You be you. There's no reason why you wouldn't trade him next year. His value is going to be right at that exact same point. He's still going to be under contract, whatever else. You want that insurance for, again, if you're one of those people that's just like, Brock Purdy's the man, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, whatever. That's cool. Why don't you wait one year to trade him? Why trade him now whenever you don't know Brock Purdy is going to be ready with only two weeks? What if he has a setback? What if you trade him? And you have to trade him now before the draft. You can't trade him afterwards. Correct. So you got to make that decision now Correct. when there are variables that you don't know the answer to. Correct. Now, now here's the thing. The only way I'm, I, I, I entertain a trade for Trey Lance, shout out to Johnny Dell. What's going on, family? The only way I entertain a trade about Trey Lance is if I'm going to recoup something big in return. But, but here's the thing. Trey Lance plays this year. He builds up his stock. 
And then there's a possibility that they do it next year. If they're looking to move on, if Brock Purdy, quote unquote, is the franchise quarterback. Because yeah. you only need one franchise, guys. <laughs> you're only going to be able to pay one of these suckers. And that's right. the issue is that you're not paying either one right now because they're not both on right rookie now. contracts, right? Exactly. So like that, there's no, and they're not going to be next year either. So you don't have to rush and make a decision now with so much uncertainty. And so that's why I'm just saying, look, like even if Brock wins the job week one, starts every game, wins the Super Bowl, Trey Lance never sees the field. Guess what? His stock, his trade it hasn't changed from now to there. So why rush it? I, I just don't understand it. That's just me. I love it. Shout out to my brother, Sim. He says, question for John and Breezy. Realistically, how good does Trey need to be in order to hold on to his current QB1 status? Trey right now currently is the QB1 for those that are sleeping under a rock. Uh, John, you take a shot at it, uh, and I'll clean up whatever. I'll, I'll back clean up on this one. So Brock, whenever he came in, I the Two touchdown passes every game. The 30 points average a game every game. Unbelievable. Win, 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 win. The problem, and this isn't really, it's not really Brock's fault, is the run game was stagnant as could be. You saw the six-man loaded boxes, and that's why Brock Purdy had to throw as much as he did. When Trey comes in, if Trey can establish the running game and the passing game, that's the difference. If and that's why you traded up for him, and that's why Kyle keeps saying, like, we can play 11 on 11 football now. That's one of the things that's different. So, if he can protect the ball, get the running game to where it should be, that's what I would say is what it would have to look like. And, and, I, and I agree. I, I want to add to that because I'm going to add some stuff to that because that's that's it. That's football. That's what Kyle Shanahan is looking for at his quarterback because it it makes the the even it makes the playing field a lot more even when the defenses have to play eleven on eleven. They've been cheating Kyle Shanahan's whole head coaching career. Yep. Once the defenses figured out the quarterback and figured out the limitations, they started stacking the box, taking away the run. What does Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan want to do? Wants to run the ball. Why? A, it creates first downs, it generates first downs. B, it sets up for play, action, passing. Deep, Getting the deep. ball down the field. Okay? The two so things that Brock can't do is help the running game and throw the ball deep. Those are just, and that has nothing to do, like, it's not a knock on Brock, but there's a reason why he went where he did in the draft, and there's a reason Trey went where he went in the draft, because every single opportunity is available with a guy like Trey Lance, because he can run and throw the ball as deep as you want to, whereas Brock, it's just not really his thing. He, he can throw the ball deep, but he doesn't have the strongest arm, and he's not going to ever have the strongest arm. Doesn't mean he can't throw deep well it's just not really his strength if that makes sense and to tag along with what you said just to build upon it because he says how good does trade need to be in order to hold on to his current qb1 status i think it's more um yeah you know in practice make the least amount of mistakes or when you make a mistake learn from it and don't make the same mistake twice but i think john trey has that down packed and that's why they decided to go with him over Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, you know what I'm saying? During that during that season, which was last season, I, I think they felt like, okay, this kid can make mistakes, but he doesn't necessarily make the same mistakes. And so all he has to do is go out there and play like his football. Like, right? Let Trey play his football 
And it's going to be some running, guys. It's going to be some passing. And we're waiting for the deep plays down the field to develop. All right. And that's what we got to be patient about. We got it. We got to give this kid the patience uh, and give him some patience and be patient about trade developing because he has yet to have time to develop. So I feel like that's kind of where symmetry is coming from. He's like, yo, how much time are we going to give this kid to develop? You know what I'm saying? And so that would be another question that we would have to answer. Now, this isn't the Trey or or Brock Purdy show. This is more we're celebrating the success of Brock Purdy's yes. surgery. And we were entertaining some of the questions that you guys have out there. Uh, you guys were talking about possibly trading him. Like I said, the only way the 49ers would even entertain, in my opinion, a trade is if a team is willing to give up uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, some other stuff and some other stuff. Like they gotta recoup at least something. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it happening at, at all. Period. No. No. All right. I'm, I'm just happy that 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 the surgery was successful. This is great news, man. This is great news. <laughs> this is great news. Really great um, news. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what the 49ers were awarded. Now they were awarded uh, seven compensatory picks. Let's talk about that, John. Seven picks actually have the graphic, and then I'll let you speak about it. So here we go. All right. The 49ers were awarded seven comp picks, so they now have a total of 11 draft picks in the 2021 draft. Uh, Stand by. Rounds 399, 101, 102. Round 5, 157, 167, 173. Round 6, 216. Round 7, 224, 249, 253, 255. That's a total of 11 picks. John, let's talk about it, baby. How are the 49ers looking to entertain the 2023 draft, fam, fam? You know, it's the 49ers have like some of the rarest approaches to roster construction in the NFL. Nobody redshirts players as much as the 49ers do. Like the 49ers are kind of one in this. They're by themselves in this. They'll draft a guy and sit him and have no issues with that. And bring them along the next year. And it doesn't matter if they're a second round pick like Aaron Banks. Doesn't matter if they're Trey Lance and you trade up for him. It doesn't matter. They like they believe in this. And you always want like high picks, first, second rounders. Yeah. So this isn't ideal having your first pick be a number 99. However, if we're trying to find like the you know, the the glass half full approach to this, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to develop developmental players that fit your scheme and allow to bring them in slowly. And that's what this is. And you've got a lot of dart throws, 11, in fact. So will they take 11 players? Probably not. They're probably going to move around a little bit. But you're going to be able to snag some players. And the Niners have been better at this than anybody else in the NFL in that fifth, sixth, seventh round area. And so who's going to be the next? You know, Brock Purdy, George Kittle, uh, Diamador Lenore, all those guys. Like, you're getting studs. Dre Greenlaw. Who's going to be that next guy that you get late? Um, day three, that's going to be a stud on this team. I, I like that you said that uh, the Niners did draft nine picks last year in the draft. They made zero trades. That's all right? the weirdest thing ever, man. It was so weird. And not all nine picks made the team. How about that? Uh, I'm, let me ask I you this eight question. Did. Eight did, right? Only well, three Castro Fields didn't make Castro it. Castro Fields didn't make the team, right? I think Some made it. the practice squad. Correct. And yeah. PUP and NFI and all those things. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. So they had, listen, 
So, oh my God, I got so many questions for you today. I'm so glad you're here. This is fun, Wayne. This is fun, man. I I love to just pick your brain because you you throw me in the wolves when I'm on your show. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do, about- I do it to everybody though. It's not just you. I did it to Johnny. Johnny was on the show yesterday, and I, I made people. I tried to make people not like him. That was my why. Point. I don't. I don't know. Everybody likes Johnny. I just thought it'd be fun because I kept getting these questions. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't want to answer these to go piss people off. So I made Johnny answer them. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, you do that to me too, and I'd be like this mother. Beep, beep, beep. All right. So let me ask Not you. Not a this, nice person. These draft picks, right? You said that you expect the 49ers to move around. Now, here's my situation. I think the 49ers want to draft in every round after the third round. So they don't have a fourth round pick. And what will it cost the 49ers to move back up into the fourth round? To get back up into the fourth round. Okay. So there's so many different trade charts and I really do. I I love the old Jimmy Johnson trade chart. I feel like it's the most accurate except for when dealing with quarterback trades in the first round. Outside of that, it's almost every single team uses it as a reference point. So just to, to put this into numerical value. Okay. Just for kind of what we're talking about now, the 49ers have the 155 pick that's in the fifth round. That's worth 28 points. 164 again in the fifth round that's worth 24 points and then 173 also in the fifth round that's worth 20 points to get into the middle uh let's just throw out there pick 117 new england has in the middle of the fourth round that is a 60 point value Dang, that's three-fifths well two-fifths and maybe a six next year right or something along those lines so if you're wanting to jump up it's 100 feasible Okay. Especially into the fourth round. Um, let, let, but, me throw yeah. a, let me throw a scenario at you then. Uh, what if we give up a third? And, and, okay. and, 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 and how much is that? How much is the last third pick worth? 92. How much, how much is it worth? 92 points. Oh, shoot. They would have to and give that's us- where it drops because the pick 102 is worth 92. Back to that 117, it's worth 60. Right, so you're losing a third of the value halfway through the fourth round. So they won't trade down. They won't they trade. No, they so could. What, what would they ask for in return? Is my question. So I'm giving you a third round pick. It's clearly more worth more points than that fourth round pick. What would the team have to give them back? So if we traded our 102, and we'll just stick with 117, New England. Okay, so we're falling back. That's what they on. would give us. That's their, 15 slots back, but now we're in the fourth round, middle of the fourth. Right. So they would have to give us probably a sixth this year and a sixth next year. Good. So now the 49ers move up and have two sixth-round picks, right. four seventh-round picks, two third-round picks, and the three-fifths. Yes. How many of those uh, seventh-round picks were comp picks? Because you can't trade comp picks. Just two. You, you can now. They changed this in oh. the most recent uh, – two a year ago they changed it. Now oh, you can okay. trade comp picks. Oh, we okay. actually traded one of the comp picks for um, Trey Lance in the Trey Lance trade. Understood. All right, good. So, yeah, you can do that now, which is fun. And I always use New England as a reference because New England, Philly, Seattle, uh, those are kind of the three most manipulated trade chart teams. Um, they trade the most uh, during draft day. Used to be the 49ers. John Lynch tied the record for most draft day trades his first year as GM. And then last year said, I'm just going to sit pat. I'm just going to stay. Well, they're at the stage where they're looking to develop players. 
and they're keeping the ones that they feel will be developmental and can work on certain skill sets during that particular season. And right. they still have more upside to them. And, and unfortunately for Tariq Castro Fields, I mean, he was getting beat out by Diamandre Lenore, Ambry Thomas, Samuel Womack. Like these were some of the guys that were beating him out that were already here, of course. And then, you know, they signed Mooney Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, like all those guys were just beating him out. He just didn't, there was just no more room for him here on the team. Um, and I'll say this too, like he, he bounced around, he was on the commanders and then yes. got injured there too. So like he never, he never found a spot. Um, it was an injury designation and ended in like October. So I, I hope something good for him. Uh, he was a fun kid, uh, but yeah, it just never came to fruition last year for him. All right. I'm going to try to spot out a couple of questions that I see right now. Cause I'm looking at the chat, but agent 49er says, guys, in my opinion, I don't think we should trade away too many of these 11 picks because we're going to lose most of our free agents. John, what is your thoughts on that one? Yeah. The 49ers again, stick with that red shirt philosophy. They don't draft for this year. So again, Anytime I ask a draft question on Twitter or whatever, every somebody always comes out and says best player available. And I totally understand that. The 49ers do that late in the draft. Early in the draft, they draft for need, like immediate replacement. Late in the draft, they draft for best player available. And they draft a year out. They draft, think about Aaron Banks, right? Think about Trey Lance. We're going to keep Jimmy. We're going to bring in Trey next year. We're going to keep Lakin. We're going to bring in Banks next year. So the guys that are drafted this year, are going to be projected starters next year. Uh, not this year. That's just not the way the Niners do business. Now, anomalies exist, like Spencer Burford, right? Daniel Brunskill gets hurt in training camp. Oh, crap. Well, rookie steps up, does amazing job. But think about guys like Talanoa Hufunga, Diamador Lenore. Like, that is the move that the Niners want to replicate. Rest for a year, learn, come in on spot duty, and then take the job the following year. Yeah, it's the red shirt approach, guys. You see it. You see it in college um, when when they're red shirt freshmen. They're they're there. They're part of the team. They take the first year. They kind of like learn the ropes, and it kind of like gives them an extra year. And then they come in and and, and do their thing. Uh, Jerome is with you, John. I don't think we'll move up because the way we're set. Uh, we're set up our picks are in an aggressive mode to get everything we need. So there's if there's a stud there. I'm fine moving up. Uh, okay. if, if if Blake Freeland falls, oh my gosh, the tackle from BYU. You got to go get him. Go you get him. Go. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to go on the top like 40, 50 picks. Yeah, because I, I don't he, think he he's tested. Amazing. He tested through the roof, John. So Bill's even with dude, his, man. you know, with his, uh, you know, um, the areas where he needs to improve. You know, as far as he needs to improve in power. So if you watch him on film, you're like, okay. Now he's not getting beat all the time, but there's times that he'll get stood up. Yeah. Remind you of Mike McGlinchey. Uh, but I'm talking about as far as his athleticism and him getting out there and run blocking and doing all those type of things. I mean, the kid can move. And at six eight and is able to move that fast, especially his 10-yard split. He had one of the top 10-yard splits, if not Ever. the best 10-yard split for alignment. That's fast. He was his 10-yard split was faster than Trent Williams. And if y'all love Trent Williams moving, he's only gonna get stronger in the NFL, guys. And I'd rather yeah. him work out with Trent Williams than anybody else. Now, uh, people were asking me, where's my man? He asked me about Cody Malk, uh, this guy. Uh, what are my thoughts about him? Listen, this is who I want to bring in. 
And the reason why is because he has 49er written all over him. Well, Wayne, what does that mean, Breezy? Simply, he's the most versatile <laughs> offensive lineman you're going to find. And here's the thing. I hate that saying about the jack of all trades and master all of, of none. It's okay not to be a master. The fuck? I mean, freak? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If you're good at a lot of things, cool. That's what he is. Uh, he can sharpen up some of his, uh, you know, tools in the toolbox. But this kid will play all five positions without yeah. a doubt, without question. You need a center coach, no problem. I'll go play center. You need me to play guard or tackle? Which side, coach? And doesn't get beat he's a awesome, lot. Man. And so yeah, he's great. Uh, John said that Blake is going to probably be up in the 40s, you said? Where do you yeah. think Malk goes? Because I, I got 55. 40s, 50s. Yeah, 40s, yeah. 50s. That's where he's – I mean, he's that good, and he appeals to every team. So if he goes to a power team, a power – 49ers aren't that. He's probably going to play guard. But if he goes to a spread team, he can play tackle, guard, center, like you said. Um, so, like, he – it's offensive linemen usually are power or zone, right? And so some teams will have half these guys, and the other teams will have the other half. Then there's these unicorns, like, you know, Mock, that's – he's going to be on every team's board. No, all 32 teams are going to want them. So guys like that, the f- chance of them falling gets difficult because every single team, the Tennessee Titans, who are just gap, power, big old behemoths, they love them. And then you have the smallest offensive line in the NFL with the 49ers. They love them too. And, yeah, it's it's – He's going to be gone, though, guys. So, so hence, since we're talking about compensatory picks, I know someone asked, we only have four picks. We did. We traded away picks. We got Christian McCaffrey. We traded away uh, first-round picks to get Trey Lance. So, yeah, we're sitting without some of those those other picks, but we still have 11. And so, uh, total picks. And so, John, I guess my question is, like, all right, you talked about trading down. How are we moving up? You got the point system in front of you. You want Malk. You want Blake Freeland. How do we get one of them tackles to be the next future tackle of the San Francisco 49ers? Okay, so let's just say hypothetically one of those guys falls to number 55. Like, I think that's kind of the lowest they will go. Who we trading uh, with? Detroit is picking oh. there at 55. That's 350 points. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you trade all three of your third rounders right now, it's right at 300. So here's what I think you would have to do. You would have to trade one of our thirds in a second next year. I think that's what you would have to do. So a third round pick this year, a second round pick next year for, you know, you jump up and you grab number 55 and you get one of those guys and you'd probably get back like a six next year or something. Niners like to balance their trades like that, where you're getting a pick, giving a pick, um, so that's what I think it would take. So pick number 99 and next year's second rounder to jump up to 55. So do the do the, does the NFL teams actually use this point system or is this something that yeah, oh, it's do. a reference point for sure. Okay. Now, there's lots of different ones. I know um, the Harvard guy, uh, MIT put out one that's really, really good. That one's more accurate for first-round quarterback trades because this goes out the window when you're talking about a quarterback trade. So if it's like Trey Lance and all that stuff, it just doesn't compute well. Um, but for second, third, fourth, all the way to seventh-round trades, oh, you can go back and look at them, and there's like very li- little variance between the trades. They they almost always are pretty close to this. All right, I see people asking us about the NFL dates and what's going on. So, uh, guys, the, the tampering period will begin on Monday. You're starting to see a lot of stuff go down uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of cap 
casualties. Uh, if you want to know what a cap casualty is, it's one of those really good players that got to be let go because teams got to get underneath the cap. And so you're hearing a bunch of players uh, being let go. Let's talk about that. And we'll end the show on our, our right tackle signing. Uh, let's talk about some of these players that are being let go. Adam Th- uh, Thielen was let go from Minnesota. Uh, ben Jones, the 49ers need a center. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot yeah. of people were saying, hey, man, let's let's look at this guy. Uh, do you and, and your take on Ben Jones? Should he be a 49er? And how how much would he cost? So two things. I really don't want a young rookie center, even if one fell. Right. Uh, the John Michael Smith guys is my favorite in this draft because I don't want a young rookie center with a young quarterback, whether that's Trey Lance or Brock, right? I want experience up front. So that's why I do kind of like this Ben Jones thing. Um, I, I do like it, but he's probably going to be seven, eight million dollars, um, which is doable. Can I just talk about his last year, his contract? Now he signed a two year contract, mm-hmm. uh, two years, $14 million last year, seven million. Uh, I didn't even look it up. That's just yep, was his my signing guess, bonus right was seven million. Okay. Average salary was, was seven. He was guaranteed eight at the signing. So he was guaranteed to make eight of that, uh, $14 million. All right. And they made, he wasn't supposed to be a free agent until next year, but now here's the thing, John Titans are they, in fire sale mode, man. They are in fire sale mode. Ron Carthen is releasing players. He's, he's going to make a move. And the question yeah, is, trade, they're going to trade freaking Derek Henry too. Right. So he's looking to make a move, move or to rebuild. Like it's one of the two things he's trying to set the team up his own way. Okay. He's trying to set the team up his own way. Let me ask you this, John. He's been he's been released. This contract is null and voided. I don't know. I can look up to see how much Tennessee. He's going to get paid some money from Tennessee, right? Yeah. Some dead some dead cap money or whatever. The Niners don't have to set with it. They don't have to give him the same amount of money, right? What if they bring him in and say, hey, man, uh, or, or do you see him getting an Alex Mack type of deal? That's I guess that's the question that I'm asking. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very possible that he could get that. And, you know, he's got, you know, four and a half de- mil, uh, dead cap on his deal right now. So, like, but so he's getting four and a half from Tennessee. Yeah. See, you guys got to understand this dead cap money, man. They let him go. They got to pay 33. Him. He's about to be 34. You're talking yeah, a you, one or two year deal. You only need, you only sign him a two year deal. You did the same thing with Alex Mack. Exactly. Mack ended up retiring. Well, Mack got married and then ended up retiring. Hopefully he's married so you can knock that off. Hopefully he has Hope kids. You can knock- yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Not so miserable I mean, like the rest of us. I love you, wife. Uh, John, this is why I kept saying I wanted to go after Connor McGovern because he was an older veteran. You know how I feel. And remember, I said this, John. I said simply that the 49ers don't care about paying a center if they feel that that particular person can fit and run the position and the system well. They will overpay. And, and if, if, this, if they're going to overpay at a position, they're going to overpay the center. Yeah. And Shanahan's done that everywhere he's gone. Everywhere he's gone. What's up, Jacqueline? Uh, everywhere he's gone, the center has been one of the premium positions. So last year was probably the least amount spent in a Kyle Shanahan team on the center position. I like the kid. Do you bring him back? I mean, do you bring him into the fold? Or do you really look to go and get Jake Brendel back here? Because now 
They, all right, let me just read. Let me just read out some stats that, for some reason, Wayne Breezy knows by heart. I don't understand how I know this. So, total pressures, Ben Jones gave up ten. Total pressures, Jake Brendel gave up twelve. All right, the amount of sacks that they both gave up, one. All right, kind of balance. Uh, uh, Brendel is thirty, uh, going on thirty-one. Uh, Jones is 33. He's a little older, right? Here's the kicker. Brendel, five, uh, 12 penalties. Uh, ben Jones, five penalties. That's like a kicker. It. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not like he's an all-pro or Pro Bowl level player. That's not what it is. He could it's be just, in this system, though. It's possible. It is possible. He's, he's a good run blocker. Um, but he's not amazing and he's 33. So it's one of those things. If, you know, I think the 49ers could get, you know, reach out to Brendel and say, Hey man, we want to bring you back, but super team friendly, $4 million. We know you right. can make more elsewhere. If you want to do that, that's cool. And okay. Brendel says, no, I'm going to go make money. Then you call Ben Jones and say, Hey man, 4 million, take it or leave it, compete for a ring. I know you got a year left. Let us know. Like I could just see the Niners doing that. Like, because there's not this, good great center out there jones is good he's probably average but his experience will help out a lot especially with the o-line but i don't think you break the bank or anything like that you just kind of put feelers out there and see what happens yeah this is the one thing that i love about free agency uh the period because you're going to see other players released not all teams have gotten rid of their cap casualties there's going to be other linemen that's going to be let go and john here's the, the, the issue is that a lot of uh, the fan base uh, feel like that the 49ers need to upgrade the offensive line. And let's talk about what the 49ers uh, currently did. And we'll get to those Super Chat contributions very shortly. So thank you for uh, for sending them in. And if you guys want to keep sending them in, do so. But we'll definitely get to them. I got to get John's take on it. Now, the 49ers made a signing. All right. So the 49ers are out there making moves. Is this their fourth signing? Uh, I believe so far. McCrary Ball. Uh, yeah. Tabor Juan Pepper. Jennings. Juan uh, Jennings. Pepper. And, yeah. Who else? And, there was another restriction. And now, oh. Col- yeah, Col- these are restricted free agents, not unrestricted, right? So what restricted means is you have less than four accrued seasons yes. um, and you're not on a rookie deal anymore. So Colton McKivitz got cut from his rookie deal, then they brought him back. And so basically they can't negotiate with anybody else. I've been really high on Colton McKivitz for a while. Um, the Niners drafted him. They are planning on drafting him for their left tackle job after Joe Staley retired before – they traded for Trent Williams. Williams. Yes. Like that's how high they were on this guy. Now it's taken him a while, but we saw when McGlinchey went down last year, not this year, but last year, and Tom Compton stepped in, replacement level, bottom of the barrel type guy. It was can, almost can no I, drop off. Can I pause you real quick? Yeah, of course. Always. Tom, Compton, Tom Compton is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I he wasn't bad for the 49ers. No. No. What could he be a person that they bring in as competition? Shanahan loyalty program, baby. <laughs> I know yeah, people don't what. want me to talk about this stuff, John, but I, I have to have to yeah. make people aware that Tom yeah. Compton is available. Tom Compton went and signed with Denver and now he's available. Signed a one year deal and now he's available. They can get him back for the cheap, cheap. 
That's what and they do with Kerry Hyder. I mean, it's 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 a it's a Forty ers move, man. Go make your money. You, our door is always open to you. It's and a revolving so, door. If we still love you, like they they even thought about bringing hell Richard Sherman back until he couldn't run anymore. Yeah, like you man. know what I mean? It's so it's a revolving door. If they like you, let's talk about this two year deal, John. Um, here's the breakdown. <clears throat> I thought I had the breakdown in here. Maybe I don't. McKivitt, yes, I do. Here's the breakdown on his deal. Just give me a Dang. second. Dang. All right. So David Lombardi reported two years, $5.8 million for Colton McKivitt's per his agency. That's $2.9 million a year. All right. Or significantly less than the $4.3 million second round tender that he wrote yesterday. All right. So let me get this off the screen real quick. My apologies. So I'll say this about that. This demonstrates Colton McKivitz really wants to be here because really? usually a team has to slap a tag on them on the restricted free agents because then it go. So if the 49ers say we put a third round tender on Colton McKivitz, if another team wants Colton McKivitz, they can take him and then the 49ers would get the third round pick. Colton McKivitz signed this deal without the 49ers even putting a tender on him. So that means. Colton McKivitz and his agency basically said, we're happy where we are. We see a path to playing time, right tackle. We want to sign. And so don't worry about the tender. We'll meet in the middle. Probably when he got a second, probably was going to be a third rounder. We'll meet in the middle. Sign us for that. We want to be here. So you're seeing, I mean, the devil's in the details, right? And so you have this 49ers like this guy a lot. Really does. Is he as good a right tackle as Mike McGlinchey? He is not. He is not. But look at how much money you're going to save. You're paying this cat two million a year. Mike McGlinchey's about to get fifteen to sixteen million a year. So you're saving a full Christian McCaffrey worth of cap money. Fine, that's fine. But if he's not as good as Mike McGlinchey, that means he got worse. And so is the savings worth it that's the question like is the save is saving that much money worth it now it's not like they're going to take the savings and go out and get a christian Mc, uh a christian mccaffrey <laughs> a mike mcglinchy replacement i don't think that's the thought process it I doesn't exist out there i don't think it's out there it's definitely not out there now the they, Curry, may go, they may go and get a jesse bates and so the question is is the savings worth it if you got worse on the offensive line Okay, so here's what I would say. I would prefer, and again, we'll just stay with your example, okay? I would prefer McKivitz and Jesse Bates over McGlinchey and Tayshawn Gibson. Does that okay. make sense? Absolutely. I would I mean, take you, that. You get the best safety, uh, arguably one of the best safeties in the league, right? He's definitely the best. I think he's probably the best all-around safety in the league. He's been the most consistent and healthy. Let's talk about he's that. He's I take Derwin James over him, but yeah, I'll you're take right. Derwin James. But the only thing that makes me scared or, or, or a little hesitant, and Derwin plays the Hufunga role anyway, so it's different. Bates plays the. It's a better. He fit. plays deep, right? But my point is, the only thing that makes I think Derwin James is the best safety in the league. But the only thing that makes me a little hesitant is his injury history. Now he's overcome it, but the question is, ugh. and yeah. when he gets injured, he's out. Like, and you can't take that hit. And I'm not wishing injury upon anybody. Don't think that's where I'm going, guys. I don't want want y'all to think that. All right. So I like the simple fact that they brought this kid back. Uh, He's going to compete for a spot. Right tackles or tackles, period. Uh, Jalen Moore, Colton McKivitz. Anybody else 
uh, still with the team that you feel Herford like? Herford is a guy that could bounce out there. Um, it's a premium position. It's a possibility. Daniel Brunskill is a free agency who I fully expect to bring back as well. He could play right tackle, right guard. So there, there are options there. And that's the weird thing about where the 49ers are currently. With Again, we, we referenced this earlier. The way they draft is a year out. Last year, they drafted Burford. They yes. drafted Nick Sakel, and, and they, they got Jason Poe. And they're supposed to be for this year. Mm-hmm. Correct. But unfortunately, so, due to the injury of Daniel Brunskill, Burford had to step up. Right. And that's why you saw some of those kind of like brain farts or some of those kind of like, uh, what do you call it, plateaus throughout the season in his game because he yep. still had to overcome and, and grow. I think Burford's going to be a stud. And he NFL. had one of his best games. Um, I think it was the divisional round in the playoffs. Brunskill had the worst game of his career, and Burford had the best game of his career, like all at the same time. It was weird. Stud. Stud. Yeah. Mo says this. Uh, you got two right tackles out there that he feels are upgrades over Mike McGlinchey. Let me get your thoughts on Caleb McGarry and Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville. McGarry's from Atlanta. All right, so let me get your thoughts on these guys. They're different. They all bring different things, right? And so I would prefer either one of these players over McGlinchey personally. However, Jawan Taylor is not an upgrade in the running game. He is in the passing game. McCrary, it's almost the same. It's very similar in both. Like McCrary and like. If both those guys are on free agent, which we'll see, Mike McGlinchey will get paid more than McCrary. Okay, so he's going to get paid more. Um, but, yeah, I prefer both those guys over McGlinchey just because of the consistency factor personally. Um, but I think Jawan Taylor gets re-signed by the, by the Jaguars. Yeah. They almost uh, tagged like, him. Yeah, I, I, as, far as, as far as Caleb McGrary, McGarry goes, do you think the 49ers might try to bring him in here for competition purposes? It's possible. It, it bring in one of these guys. He'd be a starter because he's going to get probably thirteen million. Like, oh man, I don't think the 49ers want to spend that money on a right tackle. I don't think so either. Uh, I, I think they much prefer going to get like the defensive tackle type of a guy and signing a uh, a free agent that can help them change the game. I really, I really do. Hence, a safety. I, I really believe that there's going to be a safety signing this year. Um, we got the DB last year. Uh, they went and got a defensive back, defensive coordinator, coach, and Steve Wilkes. I think he's, you know, his first year here, they want to set him up for success. I think they go out and get a defensive back. You know what I mean? Whether it's it's a Jesse Bates or if they, you know. What are your thoughts on Jordan Poirier, uh, Poirier from uh, from Buffalo? He would be another pick. He's a little older. He might he's come beast. a little bit cheaper. He's you know, a beast, man. That would be another time. Nobody talked about it. that team. Really, was their secondary and backers for a while. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. So yeah, that's he dealt with a lot of injuries last year, John, in that secondary. A lot yeah. of injuries. He wasn't one of them though. So that right. that's <laughs> that's that's. Good I love playmaking safeties. I've been on that bit forever, and I, people used to get mad at me because I, I like Jaquaski Tart. He was unbelievable, but the dude just could not take the ball away to save his life. Jimmy Ward was the same way. Um, and I mean, like you, you bring in Tayshawn Gibson last year. He has more interceptions in one year than Jimmy Ward has had on his whole career. career. At the Um, the position. Yeah, for sure. And so I want playmakers at safety. I want ball Hawks, ball Hawks at safety. Like that's just the way I see that position. Um, so with Wilkes, he's, he's coached some of the best safeties of the game. Uh, Sean Taylor. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about the DB play this year. I really, really am. 
And here's what I'm excited for. Here's what I'm hoping for, John. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that Wilkes, and for the very first time, John Lynch sits down together. And Wilkes is like, I need a John Lynch. <laughs> like, I, I, this, is, this is who I need. Tell Kyle, you get me this guy. All right, I'll have you as the number one defense again. I'm just saying, man. Listen to these. I just pulled it up. Listen to these DBs Steve Wilkes has coached. Sean Taylor, Ryan Clark, Charles Tillman, Eric Weddle, Quentin Jammer, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson. Like, that is a – that's pretty stout. That's pretty stout. <laughs> and, and and listen, you know. Uh, he I knows how know. to coach good players. All right. I didn't hear him say this, but Brunel Jacobs, shout out to Brunel, says, uh, Poirier already said he doesn't want to go to a high-tasking state – so I don't think we'll be an option. So, I mean, New York and California is off the table. All right. No yeah. problem. No problem. Uh, that's that's no a real problem. thing in free agency. Not in the it's draft. You don't get a choice. But. I mean, most free agents want to end up in Miami or Jacksonville. Or, I or one of them states where they don't got to pay I live in tax. California. I want to go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those states you don't have to pay pay taxes, you know, on your on your income and things like that. You know, so it, it is. It's in those property taxes, though. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh. That's how they make up for it, right? Let's get to some of these super chat contributions, John. What a great show. Uh, again, Colton McKivitz was signed to your deal. We went over his money, his breakdown. Uh, it looks like as right now, he's the penciled in starting right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers, which means they necess- they need only need to necessarily feel one spot. And could that spot be filled by a rookie? Well, not a rookie, a second year player, which would be their rookie year for me, Nick Zakil or Jason Poe at the center position. I think open competition, man. And here's an added benefit is that Brock Purdy being on, you know, for the first, you know, 11 weeks of the season or whatever, he's been working with those cats nonstop. Non-stop. And so, like, there, there's a lot of familiarity there. I'll say that. Uh, we were talking about the safeties. What are your thoughts on them trying to bring back Jimmy Ward? I love him as a nickel. I really, really do. I yeah, would prefer to keep him as a nickel. I don't mind him as a safety, which is weird saying now. Um, I would prefer to have another safety. It It took him a second. And he said that. Yeah. But he also blamed the coaching on that. Because he yeah, said I mean, it's not his position. What, what, I, I don't know. I love Jimmy Ward. I want him to hit that 10 years as a Niner. I don't want him back as a safety. I've seen what replacement level safety. That's probably not fair to Tayshawn. I want playmakers as safety. I want I'm playmakers as safety. He's, Listen, not, he's not a playmaker. And that's and that's fine. He's a great tackling major guy. Right, right? <sighs> Jimmy Ward alluded that the coaches wouldn't let him get any reps at the nickel. And just in case, and Jimmy said, like, I was, I wanted to get the reps because just in case I needed to play there, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be ready. So it took him a minute to transition. I felt like he finished pretty damn well at the nickel spot, even though he gave up almost damn near hundred percent completion (laughs) percentage. Those first like three weeks. Yeah, it was bad, but he, (laughs) it was bad, but he got it. He got it. So I'm saying this, I want Jimmy Ward back. Nickel only. I, I I would much rather have another safety out there. How much are the what's the going rate for nickelbacks too? By the way, nickel it's usually about three to four million less than safety cornerbacks or say yeah. oh, less than safety. So even yeah. though they're a corner, they're getting paid less. Yep. Wow. And I was trying to explain that to someone on Twitter 
uh, I was like, you know, he's not a cornerback. He's a nickelback. And so the reason why if Jimmy was making a gripe was because he wanted to get paid as a free agent, as a safety. They make and no I money. want him to get paid. I really do. I want everybody to get paid. I was happy when Daniel Jones got paid. I thought it was stupid, but I love that somebody got paid. That's great. Speaking I like Gino stupid, getting paid. I love they that. They paid him stupid money, which means Jimmy Garoppolo about to get paid. 30 million, man. He's going to get 30 million. What a gamble they took him and his agent, right? And they and they That's went amazing. through all this stuff. I felt like it effed the Niners, but hey, man. Yep. Hey, it, man, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Let's talk about Garrett Bradbury. Brunel wants to know what are your thoughts if we should target him. I remember earlier this was one of your uh, targeted free agents. Um, they have not tagged him. Uh, they possibly may not even be able to bring him back. So what are your thoughts on getting Garrett Bradbury as the center replacement? I loved him coming out of NC State. One of the most athletic centers um, in recent memory coming out. Yeah, he went number 18 overall in the draft. I He's awesome. Um, he's been in the system. You know, Stefanski, uh, he was there when Stefanski was there, and now they've moved on. But yeah, O'Connell, all them, it's very similar system. I would absolutely love this dude. Uh, but again, he got to cost some money. He got to cost some money. Really? Because he's yeah. young. He can. Hey, twenty-seven. Stay. He's twenty-seven. He's young. He's young, and he's and he and he's a zone type of say. He was. He would probably be one of the perfect fits for the forty. Now, you, you, oh, perfect fit. But you just saw the Vikings released Adam Thielen. Why are they freeing up this money? They got to uh, bring back some of these core pieces. They got to bring some. Uh, yeah, and and he's probably going to be the core piece that they bring back. You don't want to mess up the center to quarterback yeah. exchange ever. Like you don't you don't want to mess that up. We got a super chat segment that we do here, guys. And so we're going to get to some of these super chats uh, throughout the show. Some are questions, some are just comments, some are super chats. Jacqueline says, Hey Breezy and John. Thank you, Miss Jacqueline, for the super chat contribution. Foghorn to you. We like to do the foghorn. That's the touchdown. Nick, I like this, man, because this is kind of like recapping what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Shout out to Nick. Thank you for the contribution. He says, How do we know, John? This brace is going to hold up multiple NFL seasons with him falling on or getting sacked or hit. He's not a baseball player. So he's a little concerned about like, like what we don't know when it comes to the Brock Purdy situation. I would I would hold up these two things come to mind. One, he's 23, which is very, very important, the youth and healing and all that kind of stuff that goes with that. Um, two, that was such a freak accident. Like I think two quarterbacks have gotten this injury in the past like seven years. Nick, they're Nick both Mullins 49ers. And yeah, Nick Mullins and Brock Purdy. So um, it, it's it's possible, but the tendon is young. It was healthy enough to repair, which is great. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I, again, I'm betting on a 23-year-old almost every time. Okay. Uh, Nick, thank you for the contribution. Christy Marie, she has a double. She says... Hey, guys, I was wondering if you can give us a quick description of Discord. Like, is it a show or more of a chat form? It's more of a chat form. It's a community that um, I'm currently in the process of building. It's a bunch of friends. It's family members. And we are over there and we're talking, uh, you know, about everything pretty much under the sun. There's a room for everything. You want to know how to cook this or improve this or work out this way or try this. Like it's just, a, it's just great. And it's just flowing. Uh, I, I had to redo my discord because from when I was hacked, uh, I was trying to get into my original discord, which I was able to get back in, but the email address is still connected 
the, the email address that was compromised is still connected to it. So I almost couldn't get back in. So I kind of panicked a little bit. And then I asked if I should start a new one and everybody said, yeah. So I'm currently shifting everything from the original one to this new one. It's the Wayne Breezy. We're rebranding here. So everything is going to be the Wayne Breezy. All right. So make sure you check that out. But Christy, that's what Discord is. It's really fun. Uh, you can post videos. You can post pictures. You can post whatever. It's stuff you can post. Just follow the, the four rules. It's only four rules. You'll love it over there. I promise. And it's free. But that it's free. Uh, and she says, also, when is the show? When is the Nitty Gritty Niners talk show? So that's Mondays. Now, lately, I've been working every other Monday. So there'll be a show this upcoming Monday. Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll get Moe's Peachy and Fair. All right. Uh, John, what do you got planned for the weekend, bro? Man, okay, so my draft book I'm releasing tomorrow. Uh, I do two versions of it. Um, So tomorrow by noon, I'm going to release that to all of our Patreon members. I I got a good 13 hours in yesterday just doing draft work. Uh, Today is just draft work besides this show, uh, which I'm super pumped about. So I'll be working uh, late into the evening getting that done. We've got over 300 prospects written up, two comps uh, for each one, a play style, athletic comp, stats, you name it, trade workouts, all that stuff. So uh, trying to put a spin on all these players with how they fit for the 49ers, that's what I'm doing nonstop, man. It's just nothing but draft work for right now. I thought I was the hardest working man in show business, but clearly John Uh, Chapman is. All right. Now, before we get out of here, guys, please go out and check out the first lady, Crystal Peachy Brown. She is going to be on the women's roundtable. It's coming on right now. Oh, right. I believe right after this show, uh, Grant Cohn, Steph Sanchez, Crystal Peachy B, Mariah is going to be there. So, guys, make sure you guys check that out. I'm posting the link right now in the chat. So go ahead and click on that link. Show her some love and some of the, the other ladies some love and Grant Cohn some love. So go ahead and, and, and check them out. Uh, you know. It. All right. It's going to be cool. And then we end the show with the final super chat contribution from the one and only Christy Marie. She says, just because I love the show hearts yours to John C. Love hearts. It. Now, John, I'm trying to get the breezy bunch uh, hashtag going. So can you explain to them in a countdown crew way how it needs to be if they want to get some stuff from your boy breezy? Okay, so here's the thing. The way algorithms and all these things work, it benefits us content creators the more active you are in the chat, especially at the start of shows. So anytime, hopefully you turn that notification bell on for Wayne Breezy Show. If you haven't, just hit that bell. It's down there. It's easy. When he goes live, as soon as you jump into the chat, hashtag BB. Breezy brunch every single time. You can do it more than once. It just helps the show for YouTube to recommend it. It's a free way to support the show and help grow the community. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, John. He didn't ask me to do that beforehand. I'm just saying, help this dude. He's awesome. He's a good friend. You guys know what he does. He works too damn hard. Support this man. I appreciate you, bro. Make sure you're supporting John Chapman as well. John, are you traveling next week? Because uh, I, 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 people may be looking for you, and I want to make sure that they know you're going to be okay. I won't be on top of a mountain. Uh, I will still be recording for free agency and stuff. But, yeah, it's going to be a weird week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on a mountain, man. He's going to be on a mountain, the mountaintops somewhere. 
skiing, Colorado. So make I'm sure I'll be at Mammoth. I'm not going to be in Colorado. I'll just I don't, show I don't know what the hell Mammoth is, but it's like Colorado. <laughs> all right. So make sure you guys check them out. Love y'all. Enjoy y'all weekend. Happy Friday. Have fun this weekend. Lay back because the content will be crazy next week. It's free agent frenzy. Who will the 49ers sign? I don't know. Hopefully, you know. And we'll get to it. Don't forget to join the Discord. Don't forget to like this as well. All right? Love y'all. Stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty-gritty. Thanks for watching. Peace.